Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you ready? Hey, guys. Come on. Bring it in. I've scrolled through my contacts, sent out the invites, and our guests are about to arrive. Welcome back to the podcast dedicated to the most precious human pastime. I'm Gregory Porter, and this is The Hang, Season 2. This podcast is beautifully simple. I sit down with friends, idols, and inspirations of mine to discover what makes them tick. Whether it's music, family, movies, real-life experiences, it's the moments that move us, that make their way into our art. I'd never heard anyone sing a note for that long before. And then we were like, Gregory, that was one of the best things I've ever heard. Do you think you're going to be able to do it again? (laughs) I wanted to open this new series with someone who I admire so much. He's made his mark in music since he was a teenager, and he's still not quite dirty. I relate to your side of that because I'm the younger brother, whereas Guy's the opposite. So he's much more extrovert. I'm like, let's go home. I want to read a book. <laughs> right? It's Disclosure's Howard Lawrence. I'm faking it out here. I'm like a jazz guy. Everyone else is going home and listening to techno, and I'm going home and listening to you. <laughs> so here, sit back, grab a drink, and let's do this. Come on. Hey, Gregory. What's up, man? <laughs> I'm all good, man. I'm all good. It's nice to see your face. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's How good, are you? good to see your face as well. I see you done, <laughs> you done grown a few whiskers on your chin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a few going on. <laughs> Has it been that long? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. We, we, we seem to um, most often run into each other uh, at the award shows, at the Grammys. <laughs> Yeah, that strange realm. <laughs> what a weird dimension of reality that one. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. It is. Though, though we both look good in tuxedos, it is. It is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it is an uptight <laughs> event. <laughs> it's one of those ones where, like, I don't know. It, it becomes uh, not weird to bump into A-list celebrities right. when you hang out with those things too much. And it's like, wait, hang on, no, that is really cool that I met that person. <laughs> but it doesn't feel it at the time. It feels totally normal, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. How are you, bro? What's been going on, man? You know, both, both. Um, you know, joy and pain, you know, the, the, as we are in this, uh, the, you know, this pandemic. Yeah. It's, it means a whole bunch of things. It's like, um, the, the quietness and, and sequestering yourself in a way mm-hmm. at the same time, you and I are in the same position. We've released records out into the universe and yeah. we, we're not doing our traditional thing of supporting the record in in so much as, you know, 
talking and playing the music and and introducing the music to people in a live way. So that's 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 been vexing. It's it's weird, isn't it? Um, it's, it's it's super weird. Like, I love the record, by the way. Uh, no, I don't want to gloss over that. I love the record. Bro. Oh, it's so you. good. Thank you. Mr. Thank Holland you. is my favorite. Oh, I love dope. it. Um, yeah, man. Oh, but yeah, no, it's it's super weird. Like, have you been doing? Um, like, we did a couple of live stream type gigs. Uh, you done much of that? I did. I did. Uh, I just did one recently uh, with uh, Patrice Russian. And, um, oh, cool. And Marcus Miller. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what a lineup. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. Yeah. It's was, it was pretty dope. It, well, it's, it's, you know, they're safe. They're putting it in the can until the right time to, to release oh, it. Okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 But I'm um, looking forward to that. Yeah. That's, that's been cool. But uh, really, you know, our houses have been turned to, or our bedrooms or wherever you are, has been turned <laughs> into, um, radio studios yeah it's crazy man it's crazy and it's like it's it's pushing people to be creative which i guess is a positive you know like obviously in terms of writing music and that but like also it's pushed us me and guy to be creative in a different way of like working out what else we can provide you know like obviously we can we can write music and produce music but like other than that we can't play music really not very often you can't just live stream all the time um so we've been like doing this stuff on Twitch, which is like a live streaming platform where we will write music live in front of people, um, which has been really cool. Cause like I find, you know, with, with artists in general, not even just musicians, what you tend to see is just the finished product, right? You see like either the mixed and mastered album or you see a very well rehearsed show um, you miss out on the creative process of like how people are actually making it and, and you know, the, the mistakes that are made and all the terrible songs that get made in the process. Right. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, it's been fun to experiment and show people like, you know, our particular style of writing and stuff, but also like, it's been really cool to hear people's responses of how they, they're really enjoying seeing us mess up. Yeah. And like seeing that we're human, you know, yeah. and not just like, you know, we don't just make holding on every time, you know, <laughs> that's like one in a one in quite a lot of songs. Um, so, yeah, it's been interesting, if nothing else, you know. Yeah. For me, um, you were doing a couple of things that are quite funny. I think it was it might have. Might have been on Instagram. You mm-hmm. you play a few chords and say write something to this. I wrote yeah, a couple of yeah. songs to those. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you've I, got to send me that. <laughs> send me that. I, I, I was like, shit. I, I do. I want to get in this mix, or uh, shall I leave it for the for the fans? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, Gregory, you have to send me what you wrote. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> but no, I tell you, the the process of doing holding on I really loved but let me tell you something yeah. let me tell you something listen I've, I've watched you guys when you're when you were on tour and myself when I'm on tour it's crazy there's mm-hmm. there's sometimes little time in between you know you're moving a lot there's a lot to do um and you know that's where I was when I met you guys and yeah so I I had heard of your music, but you know when you're on your own grind, how 
sometimes you can't catch everything that's that's going on in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's so intense. There's no time for that stuff. Right, all right. So so uh my manager's like um she's like uh let me tell you how she introduced me to to yeah. my this is my UK manager, Heather. She's like uh she's like there's a couple of boys that uh you know that they're, they're you know they want you, you know to come to the studio. And I was yeah. like, who is it? And and she she just gives me your <laughs> She just tells me your first name. Nothing about disclosure. <laughs> no way. I was like, I was like, I ain't got no time for that. Up just 250 shows. I ain't got no time for that. So peep this. I said no twice. <laughs> uh, you should have stuck with your original answer, man. I'm so sorry you fell prey for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, hilarious. It's the two boys, uh, Howard and Guy, and 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 uh, there's some other guy named Jimmy. And Jimmy? I, was, <laughs> I was like, "You're like who? Who? I ain't got no time for." It's like, yeah, they there's something about chicken and beer, and I was like, I have no time for chicken and beer. <laughs> Oh, but you do. But you do have time for chicken and beer. So <laughs> when we, we took you to the chicken shop, and we saw you eat a whole chicken. <laughs> I was with Jimmy. I was with Jimmy yesterday. And he. I told him I was going to be speaking to you. And he was like, oh, say hi from me. He's the only guy I've ever seen eat a whole chicken. <laughs> Uh, that's that's absolutely true. It was a small yeah. chicken, though. It was like a Cornish uh, hen, you know. Okay, okay. But listen, sure. that, first sure. of all, what we did together, and also that chicken spot, changed my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, me too. Me too. You laugh about it, but this whole thing has a has a has a synergy and has a connectedness. Yeah. So first off. We went to this to into the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, first I experienced you and Jimmy together near the piano. We work. We were working on the tune, and I remember I had this thing in my head. As soon as you played the chords, I, I had been had this thing of two hundred and some odd shows a year. I had this heaviness on my shoulders. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought about, I like, okay, sh- let me, let me equate that to a very thing that I love, that I will never get away from, but it mm-hmm. still is some weight. Mm-hmm. So we, so we, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and boom, so weight of love on my shoulders. It seems like the perfect thing. Uh, to say, and it, and it, and it, anyway, it led us in, in, in the in the right direction. For sure. I remember that. I remember you saying that line immediately. It's the yeah. first thing you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was coming from the thinking about love in this profound way. Sometimes you're trying to get away from it. Sometimes you, you, you like your brain is telling you, but there's, there's nothing you can do. Love has a mind mm-hmm. of its own. And even when you try to wait, walk away from somebody, you, you know, 
or try to walk away from a thing. It's, if, if, if love is real, it stays connected and it holds mm. on. You try to kill it, mm. drown it. And it, and it, you know, so that was, that was the idea from my, my standpoint. But so millions and millions and millions of streams later, <laughs> you know, and recognition around the world uh, from groups that I hadn't traditionally captured. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I was in uh, Brighton walking yeah. Walking the lanes, trying to buy, you know, knickknacks and antiques, little tiny things. And I get mobbed by, wow. by this school wow. school group. <laughs> <laughs> no way. In Brighton, yeah. <laughs> and they gathered around me so much so. It got so hardcore that the police came and wanted to know why all these teenagers are gathering around this black man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They thought I was selling something. <laughs> so I had to tell him, I had to tell him about you guys. And the police officer was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know those guys. Cool. No way. <laughs> so, man, yeah, you weren't selling amazing... anything bad. You were selling music. <laughs> yeah, what an amazing experience. And that goes actually, so the chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so you took me to this chicken spot and I was like, man, mm-hmm. this, this, this chicken is so simple and this beer is so cold and so simple. I was like, man, if I ever open up a spot, this is, this would be the kind of place that I do a little antique inside, a yeah. little bit underground, great chicken and cold beer. Right. Yeah. Some, with some chips on the side, as you say. And yeah, um, it's a good spot. Right. <laughs> So I, I send a, a, a video to my brother in New York and, you know, he had been contemplating moving to California. Uh, mm-hmm. and he says, OK, so if I ever move to California, that's the kind of spot we'll open up. We yeah. can do that. Right. So it was all in our plans to do this chicken and beer spot. Oh, like, you wow. Know, you got serious about it. Yeah, I got serious about it. We, we, we right. found the building. We, you know, it was Whoa. all now we come to our current day, um, you know, COVID happened. My brother got sick and, and he died. He passed away. Oh uh, man, I'm so a, sorry. A few months ago. So that, that part of, of, of the thing doesn't happen, but this bond, this bond of, of, of brotherhood, you you making music with your brother mm-hmm. is such an extraordinary thing because for me from the beginning of my musical journey 6 7 years old mm-hmm. my brother has always been the one he's the squeaky one i was quite shy but he was boisterous gregarious he was always the one my brother can sing no, y'all don't know nothing. My brother, because any talent yeah, show, yeah. he was like pushing me, get up there, show him what you can do. Right. And um, this, this, uh, the, also there's a bit of, there's some competitiveness there. There's, there's two heads. There's like, uh, when he would hear music, I was, I had my own thing listening to my own music, but I also had him. He, he, he had, he had another radar out there into the world that he, and he would introduce me to music. 
So in mm. terms of a musical journey, having somebody who's very close to you uh, to work on your, your musical experiences is, 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 a, is a real thing. And, and that's what, that's what you have with. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Guy and I, we get asked about this vein of question a lot, you know, like being brothers, you must fight all the time or, you know, something like that is what they normally say. Um, because of, you know, there's like notorious bands where that's been the case, right? Yeah. Like Oasis in the UK are like a notoriously fighting brother duo, right? Right, right. And and it's uh, a, it's a, it makes for good print, you know? It makes for good print, yeah. And I'm sure there's like, you know, it's been blown out of proportion, but there's probably also truth to it yeah. and whatever. But like, it with me and Guy, it's very much um, fallen into place in an, in an organic way, you know, like, we don't really argue about anything musical uh, or otherwise, actually, because we're so different as people, you know, like Guy musically is so inclined to concentrate on the, on the rhythms and the production and the, the actual the sounds of what we make, whereas I'm far more inclined to be a songwriter and do the melodies and the chords and the lyrics. So we don't tread on each other's toes at all. You know, like I trust Guy to make the drums the best they can be because he's much better at it than I am. And he trusts me to make the lyrics good because I'm much better at that than he is. And we both just accept that. And like, we play to our strengths, you know. Um, but, you know, I, maybe there's something to that. Like maybe being brothers is a, is a big part of why it works. Um, but also I think it's just like, having known someone musically for that long helps, right? Like you get duos that are as powerful who aren't connected or even way more powerful, like, you know, Lennon and McCartney, right. or like Carl Rogers and Bernard Edwards, right? And it's like, they don't, they're not brothers, but they have known each other for so long that you have that like long chemistry where you don't need to ask what the other person thinks about something. You just know, right? Right. Um, I think, you know, years of jamming with someone gives you that chemistry for sure. And, and me and Guy have been doing that since, since we were five years old or whatever. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely, um, it's, it's unique because I guess, you know, with, with writing a song, you know, like when we wrote our song together, there's an element of like, well, I don't even know you right now. You know, like we just met. Right? So it's like, we, I'm not sure. Like, we, if we, I, we literally sure. made tea and then sat yeah. down at the piano. Begin. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which is so like normal nowadays. Like that's how it seems to work in this industry at the moment. But like in reality, like you've got to completely open your heart and tell someone your deepest feelings that you've just met. And it's like, it's pretty crazy. Um, and so, you know, say like, you know, this didn't happen luckily because, you know, we're such big fans of you and we know how good you are. But like, imagine if, if you said an idea and I hated it, yeah. I thought it was the worst idea ever. I would be a bit like, I'd feel like scared to tell you that I didn't like it because I didn't know you. Yeah. Whereas with Guy, it's like, I'll just be like, bro, that sucks. <laughs> right. And it's like, I can just be so honest and it saves us a load of time. Because it's like we don't have to pretend we like the thing and go along with it. Yeah. So maybe there's something to that. I mean, you know, that like unconditional love thing between brothers and you can you can be kind of mean um, yeah. and you get away with it. Right. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I'm, it's, it's, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother, Gregory. That's that's such horrible news. Yeah, thank you, man. My condolences. It. Yeah, thank you. But the 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 trust level, the trust level um, that it's because there's so much that happens between brothers that's unspoken. So mm-hmm. where you may have deficits. I'm not saying you have any deficits, but I'm oh, saying I got plenty, plenty. <laughs> where you may have deficits, he'll fill in, and where yeah. he has deficits, you fill in, and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. unspoken. It's unspoken. Yeah. So, my deficit was I had a a a shyness and a quietness about my talent. My brother, he was a. He, 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 my brother would stop doing things when I got good at it. So when mm. when my voice developed and I and and um and I was a pretty good singer, he was like, ah, I don't like singing, you know. Yeah, 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 because he couldn't be the best anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, where I had where he you know really couldn't couldn't hold a note that good. Mm-hmm. Um, he but he had the front man vibe, the hype man mm. vibe. And mm. I needed that. Not right. just, not just in music. I needed it in my life. And, mm. and I had mm. it to the point where when, when I got to high school, I already had a group of friends. I didn't have to go and find friends. You know, yeah, yeah. I just, I just mailed it into my brother's brother's group. And I was, right. I, and I, and I became a great member of the group. I had became, you know, I was a great friend, but that initial mm-hmm. thing about getting friends was difficult for me, right? Because uh, yeah, because yeah. of this, I think this... that must be to do with because you know I, I relate to your side of that because I'm the younger brother, right? right? Whereas guys the opposite, so he's much more extrovert. You know, he's way more like wants to go out partying and meeting loads of new people, and I'm I'm like, let's go home. I want to read a book. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. This is where we're yeah. probably the same because that's <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> But, you know, it's the same thing. Like when we wrote the song, like me, you and Jimmy were in one room quietly writing away on that l- nice piano. Right. And Guy was in the other room like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right? Getting ready with the house beat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, it was, it was actually something that was also funny about... Um, you know, so so we so we write the tune at the and then we go into the the studio and I go into mm-hmm. the the vocal area. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm in a room that has like a, a bunch of music stands and and mic stands, but we yeah, set up yeah, a place yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't fancy. <laughs> it wasn't fancy, which was cool, but also. <laughs> um, uh, there was at one point there's there's something that I do with music and and when I get into a piece of music, I like to to stretch out on one word or one note and extend it over the bars, extend it maybe even where it's inappropriate, just to let it mm. flow. That I do that to to open up my voice. I do that mm. to 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 catch a spirituality. Um. I do it also to try to connect to something that's in the lyric. So, mm. so on my new record, All Rise, 
Yeah. If you if you listen to some moments in in the song, my voice is just rising, 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 rising. Yeah. I'm trying to capture. I'm trying to capture the lyric. So you captured it. You did it. It right. worked. <laughs> <laughs> so when we when we're doing holding on, you know, and we're doing. I think we're doing like a, 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 a ad lib pass. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Right. And I'll just say, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and when I did it, it was insanely long. Man, it was like so. You know, we've written with hundreds of different people, and it's it's a pretty universally accepted thing in sessions that once you've finished recording the main parts, someone will do a run of ad libs, and it will be like those bits in between, like yeah or baby or something (laughs) like that. And you, (laughs) you you were you were completely silent for like the first thirty seconds of the song. You were just letting you were just enjoying it. Which was already kind of weird. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and me and Jimmy were looking at each other like, is his microphone on? Like, why aren't we hearing it? And then, and then this, came out. <laughs> and it, it went on for so long. It, we, we measured it. It was well over a minute that it went on for. Right? And we'd, I'd never heard anyone sing a note for that long. Before. And, then, and so we were like, I'm, like you know, it distorted. It was like way too loud for the microphone to possibly take. <laughs> so we, so not only were we crying with laughter and and like genuinely being really impressed, we were like, we're going to need to get him to do this again because we have to turn it down. <laughs> so we stopped you recording, and then we were like, Gregory, that was one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> Do you think you're going to be able to do it again? <laughs> and you were like, yeah, go again. <laughs> that, was, that was fun, man. It was that so was... unexpected, but it ended up being such a huge part of the song. Yeah. Like the intro to the song is just yeah. that. And then a kick right. drum. So. Right. I remember right. opening our live shows with just that. Right. You know, like quite often we would just play that sample and people knew what it was straight right. away. Just you going, oh. I love but that, that. Yeah. I mean, you know what you were saying about extending the word over the bar. You really took it to the, to the next level there. <laughs> <laughs> you extended it over the song. <laughs> really funny. Really funny. Yeah, man. Oh, that was such a fun day. I have a lot of fond memories of that. Yeah. There was also like, we wrote the song around the piano very slow. You know, it was yeah. like a kind of um, Roy Ayers, Everybody Loves the Sunshine kind of tempo, right? Yeah. And like, and then we brought it into Guy and gave him, you know, recorded it at that tempo. And he was like, cool, I'm just going to speed it up by like 40 beats per minute. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, what? Okay, cool. And, uh, and then, <laughs> so then it turned into this like weight of love on my shoulders thing, and it was like we were like Gregory, can you do some uh, some some BVs over that? And you, yeah, I remember you said you were like, I don't think I've ever sung this fast. <laughs> I'm not sure I can sing this fast, man. <laughs> oh man, you were like, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Too good, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. Too good. Hey guys, you're listening to The Hang. 
Hit subscribe or follow on your podcast thingamajig of choice to get every episode of The Hang fresh off the presses. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who have you worked with since then that really like, I don't know, either like really blew you away with their talent or just kind of surprised you with their style of writing? You know, quite frankly, this is funny, but I think you may have you guys may have been my first collaboration i don't know way. i don't do it quite often yeah yeah well yeah of course yeah because i'm 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 creating in uh you know in my car and i catch it when it when it comes yeah i'm not often a person who sit and sit and write and right yeah right i catch it is that because you um do you enjoy it less when you write with people or do you just think you're better at doing it on your own this is where my shyness comes back in i'm thinking mm. people are doing their own thing they don't want to be bothered with, with my process right and right come to find out there are people that want to work with me i'm just i'm just so you know I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of people that want to work with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, because um, you know what, interestingly, you're not the first person to say that recently about the car. Because uh, Common, who we had on our last record, yeah. um, I, we were lucky enough to, to you know, get in the room and, and write a song with him, which was a dream of mine. You know, I'm yeah. such a huge Common fan. Um, Ubiquity. And, Oh yeah. I mean, he's amazing. Um, but he said the same thing. He was like, I haven't really done this before. Like writing with someone. He was like, I just write in my car, like to, <laughs> to like instrumentals that are already released or whatever. You know, he writes rap and he, he also said it was the first time he's ever written lyrics down. He was, he just writes them and remembers them in his head. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy. It's like, how do you remember all those words? Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's genius. I'm like, man, go ahead, player. You, you know, you better yeah, do whatever me. it is you got to do. Cause right. Because it's, <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of stuff, you know? He's saying yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah. you know? He says a lot. That's what he does. He just says stuff. That's what he's good at. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, as a, as 
being one of the few privileged people who have worked with you then, uh, I guess it's my duty to say that you're really good at it, man. Maybe you should do it more. <laughs> you're really good at collaborating with people. You, you, you were like a pro in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in, in particular, um, well, because you guys were so respectful, I felt very, very, very comfortable. Like right off the They're bat, English, you were like, "What we do?" Yeah, because you you told you told you you said you told me the story of how you first heard my voice. Like um, you thought it was some old guy, you know? From, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We You're thought like, it was like um, nineteen sixty one or something, maybe. Yeah, I can't, I don't know. I can't remember what the song was now. But I don't know. It was definitely like, you know, it came on after a Bill Withers tune or something. Yeah. We were like, yeah, that makes sense. It's like probably from the same genre. Right. And so we, <laughs> and then we like shazammed it or something. And it was like, oh no, this is like this year. <laughs> it's like, right. We need to get a hold of this guy. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> He's still with us. Thank God. Let's get this guy in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's funny. a few things like that that happen over the years where like, you know, it's, it's quite a, I guess it's quite a cool thing to sound like you're from another decade. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. with house music, it's cool to sound like it was made in the nineties. And yeah. like with, it with like modern disco, it's cool to sound like you're in the seventies or the eighties or yeah. whatever. Right. In jazz sixties, so, you know, <laughs> always. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so it's like, I guess, um, it's quite common nowadays to not know when the music was made by hearing it. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's so that, much yeah. attempt to, well, and also like with what you do, it's so classic in its essence, you know, it's like, it's just pure songwriting and there's, and there's instruments that have been around for hundreds of years. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you'd have to, you'd have to change it in, in some way to make it not sound like that. Right. And why would you do that? <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> I, I mean this in all due respect. You, um, I, I was just thinking today as I was I was listening to some more of of, of your music. It's like um, it's musical sci-fi in a way. Um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 because the instrumentation is identifiable, but then not. You're like. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing to the bass that's 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 uniquely disclosure? I mean, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not, I don't want to know your ingredients, but there's no secrets. There's <laughs> yeah, like it's not um yeah, like uh, you know, I obviously won't go like technical or anything, yeah. but like the we we've we've been trying to work out the same thing, man. Cause like we, you know, we'll we'll use different synths and different like softwares for every song yeah. and yet somehow it still comes out sounding like the same us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's um, really something. Yeah. I think it's just down to like taste, I guess, you know, like I think the same thing applies to like chords. Right. So I can always tell a Stevie wonder song just from the chords. Yeah. Right? Always. He yeah. just, he does has his own type. He of has chord. a way. And like, and the same with loads of jazz, like with Bill Evans or Chet Baker, like when he wrote them. But like, you can kind of just get a, a vibe for that. Yeah. And, um, it comes down to, you know, there's obviously certain chord progressions 
that Stevie really likes. Right. And like they sound good to him. So he writes it. Right. E- e- even when somebody else writes a tune and you'll say, oh, that's Stevie-esque, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. It's... He's even got that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's like the next level. Um, yeah. And so I think the same thing applies with uh, production, you know, in that you can always tell uh, when a song was made by Daft Punk. Yeah. You know, it's like they're so identifiably Daft Punk every time, yeah. even when they're different genres, like even when they go from techno to dance to disco. Yeah. It's like you still know it's them. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm taking what you said as a compliment that we are achieving the same thing in a way that yeah. um, like you can hear us before you know it's us. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why or how. Yeah. No, it's, yes, just, it's really amazing. It seems to just happen. Ooh, yeah. what's, what's my favorite? You know, you, it's, it's a, you guys got a lot of bangers, but um, <laughs> but kind of the one you know who I you know who I, I I've always loved, Lord, and yeah, yeah. Uh, it was what's the tune? The point of no return. Magnets is called. Yeah, yeah, Mag- yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you guys always title your your tunes in a funny way, but yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah um but, yeah magnus is was a cool one she, she's amazing man she's like very um she's what you said what we were just saying like you can immediately tell when it's her right yeah um she's got such a unique voice and this the kind of strange lyrics that she writes like yeah. no one else writes them like that right um right and i think that's why like bowie picked up on her like i know bowie was a big fan before he passed like because he had that. So he obviously recognized it in her. Yeah. So yeah. Like, she's, oh, yeah. She gets it. She's this, clever. This gets it. When she first came out, I was like, this, this chick is clever. She's clever. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, that like um, Royals tune that came out, she was like 16 or something. And right. she wrote that. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Right. Man. right. But, Crazy. but just, just what that baseline is doing. And the I, magnets. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Just the, the steady and consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hip hop, you know. Like, if if you took the song off of it, that beat is hip hop. Yeah, it's like ninety BPM. It's like everything screams a rapper is about to come in, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then they don't. And then Lord comes in, <laughs> a New Zealander like, singer, right? Um, so yeah, it's, it was a weird one. But it, all of this stuff that we're saying, it comes back to the fact that like. Me and Guy, I mean, we're not we're not influenced by dance music more than other genres, right? Like, I didn't grow up on dance music at all. I didn't listen to any dance music growing up. I listened to all the artists that we've mentioned so far, you know, Stevie Wonder, um, all that era, like Earth, Wind & Fire, the Bee Gees, the Beach Boys, the Beatles. Um, and then after that, it was like, loads of 80s music like Hall and Oates um Go West like there's you know oh, it's like go super West. Like, Damn. Go West yeah 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 I love them <laughs> crew. okay Me too. wow Me too. this is interesting um, that's funny because get... that was like that's our parents music yeah right? it's like it makes perfect both sense both our parents are musicians so like they were playing that stuff around the house like Led Zeppelin as well was a big one and so everything we were listening to was really musical you know, like all of those, especially like Stevie and Earth, Wind and Fire and stuff like, but it's, it's not basic songwriting. That It's like very complicated chords. You have to know what you're doing to write stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, 
And so like when we, when we then got interested in dance music, we were like, well, yeah, I, I love the sounds that are being used here, but I wish it had like some cooler harmony going on. Yeah. Right? Um, and so that's what we kind of started doing. It was like, we're going to make house beats, but we're going to put like jazz in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it, um, it, it, it was, it was, uh, where it was refreshing. Yeah. And it's why it made sense for us to work with someone like you, you know, yeah. someone from a jazz background, because it's like there aren't that many house music producers who would understand your way of writing songs yeah. as well as us, because yeah. they're not from that background, which right. is like totally understandable. Because um, it's, it's almost like it works counterintuitively because sometimes I'll work with someone who's from a house music background and I won't understand them. <laughs> Right, and it's it's like that's supposed to be my thing, but it so isn't. Like, I'm faking it out here. I'm like a jazz guy, and I've been like put in the house world, right? And like everyone else is going home and listening to like techno, and I'm going home and listening to you. <laughs> that's what's cool about it, though. That's what's cool about it. And and how lucky are you that you get to pull? Uh, from these, uh, you get to pull the best fruit off of the tree of every genre, you know, yeah. um, with, with this most recent record, you, you, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we stretched out a bit. You yeah. stretched. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It felt right to do, man. It felt right because we'd explored, you know, writing a pop song and making it housey we, we've done that a lot and like we still enjoy doing it and it, it's what comes out naturally right we can kind of do that with our eyes closed like write songs to a house beat because we've done it so many times and like that's why even at the end of our second record we were starting to try other stuff out like what we did with you like when we wrote a song and then essentially remixed our own song yeah and so then this record, we were like, we need to branch out even further. So we're just going to work with like loads of rappers and we're going to work with people who, who speak in a different language and just like get weird, man. Yeah. Like, that was literally the only brief that we set at the start of the process. was like, let's get weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's make some stuff that doesn't sound like anything else. Yeah. And um, it was a weird process. Like we, we wrote at least 200 songs for the record. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a long time we spent. We did like two years of writing and about 200 songs. And then we, you know, cherry picked the ones that we felt were most suitable. Um, but th there's loads of, of the remaining ones that I loved. Yeah. And, uh, but they just weren't quite right for this record. Okay. Um, Damn. Because yeah, we called the record Energy because we wanted it to be less about what the songs were about and more about how they were made. Yeah. Um, because like you know, sometimes you'll go in and write a song, and you'll have the whole chorus done in like two minutes, right? It just like it just flows out, and then other times you spend like a year writing that chorus. Yeah, we wanted to fill this album with ones that came out easily and quickly, and that doesn't happen every time. Right. So we had to write two hundred songs to get eleven that came out quick. <laughs> <laughs> wow! What an awesome process. Yeah, it was an Man, interesting that's some, that's one. That's some like Michael Jackson thriller stuff. I mean, like I, I heard that he wrote a hundred uh, tools yeah, to, to get to that. his. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's true. I hope it is. So yeah, cool. oh, I love um, this. You know, I've, I've I, I hopefully the, the the bits and pieces of this two hundred will come out over the years. 
yeah, that would be awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, but, you, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't know. It, the thing is, it's like, <laughs> even though the ones that didn't get released didn't get released, they still had a huge impact on the record. Yeah. You know? Like they, because you write one song and then that means that, say, um, we wrote one song that had really good verses, but the chorus didn't quite hit or the same right. the other way around. We would then know next time, like maybe why that one didn't hit. Right. Um, and so you kind of learn every time you write a song, you learn something from it. Even if it's a horrible song, you know, even if it's awful, you learn, okay, I won't write about that again. Right. Like, <laughs> you, you kind of, um, I like to think of each song as a learning process and, uh, you know, if you write 200, you learn a lot. And so like, we, we definitely did. I've, I feel like I'm a much better songwriter right now than I was at the start of writing the album. Yeah. This, um, this, this is, um, this is something that's absolutely true because sometimes you'll write three or four songs to get to that final song. And exactly. And, and sometimes you will be just pushing a theme. Sometimes the, the music won't sound the same. Mm-hmm. but you're working on a theme. Yeah. I was thinking about that this morning because mm-hmm. that was a song that I wrote previously to get back to holding on this, this song that we wrote together. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote another song about the pressures and the things of the world, love, finances, mm-hmm. career, all this, you know, and, and, and it has a similar theme of, of like the things that I love are also the things that I, that, that I hate. Right. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So 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 I was thinking of this morning. I was like, "What was that?" I had to go back into the the rolodex of my brain. I was like, "What's it?" So I was like, "You know, I feel like I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders." Boom, 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 boom. boom. This was so so. I had to write that uh, in order to bring you guys the theme of. Wait, you understand uh, what I'm saying? This, yeah, this, this yeah, idea yeah. of the things that you love that are on your shoulders, you know, maybe writing, writing 10 songs in order for the, for the, the, the pinnacle, the one yeah. song that does make it to come out, yeah. you know, it's, it's, exactly. a, it's a process because I tell you a thing that happens. There's probably a thing that happens to you as well. There's probably some songs that's like, oh man. Actually, I wanted to add something more to that song that I've already recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. You know? All the time. Like, looking back, especially as a producer, like, looking back at the earlier stuff that we did, I'm like, oh, man, we should really have turned that hi-hat down, you know, <laughs> or something. And it's like, we're so lucky to be part of that process. Because yeah. I think it's, it's related to what you were just saying, actually, about, like, certain ideas having like incarnations in various attempts at making it into a song. Right. Because that happens with, with melodies, lyrics, chords, you know, when you'll write like 10 different songs over the same chords and then one of them's the one, you know it. Right. And it's almost like the song exists already and you're just trying to work out how it goes or something like yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's definitely a feeling of like, you know when you're writing a song and you're like, you'll you'll come up with a, a word that rhymes, but then you're like, yeah, but that's not right. Right. And it's like, well, what do you mean? Like, no, it doesn't exist. It can't be right or wrong. Right. You know it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's coming from somewhere else. Right. That's This is what I believe. 
I believe I'm I'm finding it. It's it's there. Yeah. And and I have to find it. And and um you it's know It's fascinating but, to hear that you believe that as well. Absolutely. I, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of musicians musicians who've had the time who are lucky enough to have had the time to think about that, they often come to that conclusion, you know, of like it must be coming from somewhere else. It, it doesn't come from us. We just, we like let it out. Right. Well, we, we're the ones who get to write it down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Because I wonder then, I wonder what you think about this. So if there's an idea that's trying to come out through you and then you don't do it, right? For whatever reason, like you, you go on holiday and you forget the idea. Does it then come out through someone else? You know, I feel like um, I feel like that's happened. I feel right, like right. <laughs> like when what somebody has what, somebody, you, really? you hear something's like, "Dang, I, that actually came to me a year ago," but I didn't do anything with it. You missed it. You missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So they then they got this like it tried you and you were busy. You were like, no. Nah, nah, nah. And then it, so it was like, well, then I'll go find someone else. Oh, <laughs> if man. only you had written it down, you could just sue someone for all that money. <laughs> so you you are um are in the process of of moving. You bought some land somewhere. Tell me. So yeah, I Bought some land. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to buy some land uh, about two hours outside of London uh, in East Sussex, which is like nearly all of it is like farmland, basically, and or, or woodland. Um, it's it's the most it's one of the most forested areas of the UK. Um, and so I bought a bunch of land that was essentially like it had nothing on it; it was just grass. Um, and I've I've reforested the whole thing. Um, so I, I like hand planted like about a thousand trees. Um, and I'd like grow all my own food there. Um, and I have chickens and it's, it's this beautiful place and I, I'm so lucky to, to have it. Um, but it, but really it's, it's, I consider it like my sanctuary away from all of the madness of doing the job that we do. Um, cause it's kind of crazy, you know? Um, and it's nice to just go and get your hands dirty. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, just, uh, yeah, just, just get back to the earth a bit, uh, rather than being in the sky on planes all the time. It's absolutely true. And, um, you know, this little, these little gardens that we cultivate, uh, it, it, it does feel like it's a real thing. The mm, need to, mm. to, to put your hands in some soil and, and, yeah. to, and to have something, uh, that's a, that's a bit natural. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a reason that like, I mean, my favorite sound has always been the wind in the trees, which is quite a common one. But like another common one is the waves crashing on the beach. And another common one is the rain on, you know, it's like all of these things are nature. Yeah. We just, we're craving nature. That's what it is. And when you go back to it, you feel the benefits of it. You know, you feel like, I I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way, but when I'm in, you know, the forest, let's say, like if I'm in some woods and you can't even see a road, like you're really out there. I feel like 
who cares if my album does well now? You know, it seems so like <laughs> so insignificant. Small. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it just doesn't matter that much. It's like, yeah, it might do, it might not. Like, I hope it does. But either way, like these trees are still going to be here and I'm still going to feel this good when I come out here into the woods. Um, and that's what being grounded is, I think. Yeah. It's like that security of knowing that no matter how bad you're like, insignificant situation as a person goes nature yeah. is just still there and it's going to be the same you know you know what's what's funny i mean you're a rock star and you <laughs> and, and you're saying that and i i've been reluctant reluctant to express that when i when i come to a microphone or and with you know because i know my record company will be like oh no you can't say anything you can't say things <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you don't really but but what I hope most is that, and I'm sure you're the same way, if anything that my music does, I hope that it gives people joy, joy, mm -hmm. joy, right? Mm -hmm. I hope that it lifts somebody or, or allows them to see another perspective or feel good or commune with their friends or, or make some lonely person feel like they're not alone. Right. For dance. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. what is most important more than the numbers. We, mm -hmm. We've been fortunate and, and, and I'm, I'm thankful to you for that, that somehow we've, we've, we've sold a lot of records and we've got a lot of downloads, but ultimately the gift of it all is, is making people feel good. Yeah. 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 Because in doing that, you feel good for it too, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, another interesting point of that is that, like, it's, uh, you know, when I first started making music, I was doing it because I enjoyed making music, right? And it's still the case. I still enjoy it. But there was also this added element of adventure at the start. Right, because you don't know how well your music's going to do, and you think like, "Oh wow, it's being played on the radio now! Like that's cool. I wonder what that will lead to." And it's all these like, everything's exciting yeah. because you're you don't know what's going to happen. But now at this point, like, we've had a number one album, and we've we've played at all these amazing places that we've always wanted, like Madison Square Garden or whatever. Yeah, and it's like. I've kind of achieved way more than I ever hoped I would achieve, right? <laughs> right? And so now, like, which is amazing, and it was it was really fun, and I'm so <laughs> grateful for it all. But the the interesting thing to me at this point in my life is that it it's no longer an adventure that side of it, right? Because I've been to the Grammys and I've met all these people and blah blah blah. And you could argue like, well, you haven't won a Grammy and, and you haven't met this particular person but it's like I get it right? I understand <laughs> this is what it's like right there's always going to be another thing that you could get to but, but what it's done is it's kind of stripped me of all of those ambitions a bit and, and it's left me with the bare bones of what it is to be a musician. And it's exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's like, what, are you enjoying doing what you're doing? Right. And, uh, and if you are, and it's making other people joyful as well, then you're, you're in the right place. You know? um, and that's also like, it's another thing that I've been enjoying doing about what I was saying with the Twitch, uh, showing people how we write songs yeah. is because 
when we were starting out as 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 this band Disclosure, we didn't have a teacher for that. You know, like we had a music teacher who was teaching us about like Debussy and and Beethoven and that, but it's nothing like what we're making right, now. Right. So it was like we didn't have a, a role model really, other than just listening to people's music. So we were like, if only the people that we loved, like you know, at the time that would have been, um, it would have been Daft Punk or the Prodigy or the Chemical Brothers, right? None of them ran a a thing where you could watch them make their music because right. it was very private, right? Yeah. It was like, and that's how most musicians are. Um, right. And so we were like, imagine if that had been the case, how valuable a resource that would have been to us, right? Yeah. And so we're like, well, let's do it then, you know, let's be those people so that the people who are 10 years younger than us can have that. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a really cool thing because people have responded in the same way that I would have responded yeah. in that situation of being like, wow, like, thank you. This yeah. is so useful. That's um, really cool. And, you know, like, imagine if Burt Bacharach or, like, one of the great songwriters had done the same thing, you right. know, like, run a masterclass <laughs> of how to write those songs. It would, right. like, everyone would watch that. Every right. musician in the world would watch that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a, a very enlightening experience being at this stage in, in our careers uh, and kind of having, still having a trajectory and like being moving forwards, but also having quite a long story to look back at yeah, um, and see what we've really done. It's a very different place to be at than, uh, than at the beginning. And, and um, we're getting close to, to, to wrapping up, but I just want to go back sure. to um, really <laughs> so funny how <laughs> How what a sweet experience and a bit nerve wracking at the same time it was to perform with you guys live. <laughs> I, 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 I was ill prepared. Yeah. Let me just tell you, I was ill prepared, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> tell, me, tell me. First of all, I was not prepared for 80,000 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> first of all. And I knew how I, I I I knew how I knew you guys were 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 uh, you know great musicians, but it's a live gig, you know. You're yeah. not just pressing buttons up there. It's a live no, no, gig. No, 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 no. Y'all yeah, playing yeah. shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's like if we stopped doing what we were doing, it wouldn't sound good anymore. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> And the, and the other thing was, um, this was another situation. You you caught me in the midst of, again, 250 shows. So boom, boom, yeah. boom. I was running, ripping and running, doing doing TV during the day and concerts at yeah. night. And we had a chance. So, so this song, I don't know if it was a hit yet, but somehow the audience knew knew the song yeah they, they were really quick to get to know that one right they? and, and yeah. so so i came out Eighty thousand people overwhelmed me and i was like what the hell am i singing <laughs> so <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> they knew it better than you did <laughs> they knew it better than me <laughs> so i'm like we'll over my shoulders huh, huh. Mm, there's 80,000 people in front of me you know <laughs> <laughs> just making it up <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a really cool experience 
But then there was the the after. You guys are so down to earth. Rock stars, right? So we come off stage. <laughs> Your parents are there. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the place where where like the down to earthness and the rock star meet, right? You know, two hundred dollar bottle of champagne <laughs> and guy. Guy cracks it open and he's shaking a champagne. Champagne's going everywhere. <laughs> Your parents are there getting splattered with this expensive champagne. And this is the trip. This is the <laughs> I got my champagne glass. I'm trying to catch some of that. <laughs> I'm like, man, do you know how much that bottle cost? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's and was, I can but tell was, you that he but, but listen, listen. He definitely didn't know. But listen, if if but this is no, this is how sweet I thought it was. He's shaking this champagne out to his parents, to to his people. And he's showering them. It, I took it. I, I saw something poetic and beautiful about it. You know, mm, you guys could have mm. had a bunch of hot girls back there, but you had your people. You know, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then this was this was this was um, I was a, a big fan of still am big fan of Sam, Sam Smith. All of this stuff is passing me by like a dog on movie. Right. Then Sam Smith comes and just as, you know, icon for a bunch of people. But. Just comes, just a regular, regular cat, comes up, gives yeah. me a hug, kisses me on my cheek and said, yeah, I love you. I was like, what? I didn't even know you even knew about me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and this is yeah. the thing that's also that can happen that's really cool about about the music and about our industry is that a lot of these icons that we've built up. Yes, they're cool. They're super sexy. They're amazing. But they are regular people and they drink tea as well. You know, well, and that's it. You know, we've we've built them up. It's what you said, you know, like some of them uh, believe that, you know, and they start to think that it's real. (laughs) But then you get someone like uh, you get someone as cool as Sam. And they know it's not real. Right. <laughs> but listen, we saw each other in, in uh, you guys call it Ibiza, but Ibiza. Ibiza, yeah, yeah We yeah. saw each other there at a party. And there were some of those huge egos in the room, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, too. like they're, they're but, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, but, they're uh, not the ones that we make friends with. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But genuine, genuine cats, you guys are, and 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 the uh, the people that you surround yourself with, your your team is really cool, and your people are really cool, and oh, uh, and you, you. and you, you're you're making great music, man, and and you know to the point that that you know that you that the desire is still there, without question, the ears will be there because because you guys are doing something different. It's this in between space of of real life and make believe um musically and 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 mm. I love it I love it Oh well thank you Gregory that's really sweet of you to say and and yeah you too you know obviously there's huge love um, yeah. For, yeah. for you and your music and and everyone that surrounds you also um you know and and, and it seems like it's important to say, but it seems almost obvious, you know, yeah. it's like, it's kind of just, of course we feel that way. So, yeah, I mean, this has been a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah. Thanks no, for having me. Yeah, no, my re- real pleasure. And, and, and send my love to, to Guy and, and, uh, yeah. and, 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 and your crew. Uh, of course. Thank you. Will do. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Gregory. Great to speak to you, man. So there it is. Howard from Disclosure. See what I mean? That's another one for the books. Thank you so much for giving us your time, your ears. Remember, feel free to share this podcast with your friends. Let's all get together on our next episode. I'm Gregory Porter, and this has been The Hang, a Cup and Nuzzle production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.